0: It is Friday, February 24th. I'm Scott night. And, and I'm AJ Hoffman. The NBA returns from the All Star break.
1: And Aaron Rodgers returns from the darkness. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas.
0: Oh, you darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it,
2: molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. Then it was nothing to me but blinding.
0: We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day Kevin Durant inching
1: closer to return. Aaron Rodgers emerges from his darkness retreat in Oregon. And the Rams start to thin the herd. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? It's going to be the NBA. We'll get to the Aaron Rodgers story. we got a lot to Trust get Trust me. We're yeah. going to get
0: to Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk some football. We also have to preview UFC fight night. We have an interview with the, yes, uh, with the
1: main eventer.
0: Ryan Spann, who will be fighting in the main event uh, tomorrow night. So we'll hear from Ryan coming up a little bit later on here in the pod. But we're going to lead with the NBA. The, the league returned from the All-Star break. It, it seemed like Welcome it was back, NBA. forever. Ago, I, I just we joked about it a little bit yesterday. That why do these players need so many days off? <laughs> after you know they they take off nights anyway during the season. The All Star game was Sunday. We really needed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. They couldn't have played. Last night or two nights ago,
1: they couldn't why, have played. Why are you uh why are you watching their time off? Like why let, let them live? Let them Load they, management. They collectively bargained this, I'm sure. They they deserve this time, Scott. Well, how dare you? It's the vacation time. I get it. Take vacation during the
0: all-star break. And apparently some teams took vacations in the second half of their games last night. Celtics had a nice lead over the Pacers. They wind up winning in overtime just barely uh
1: 142-138 o- over the Pacers. You saw a big lead evaporate for the Grizzlies. Joel and Have a day. Joel Embiid and James Harden, yeah. have a day. Uh Sixers came all the way back a, a huge fourth quarter. Yeah. So it, it, I think it's uh I think we're going to see this I, I, I guess we I don't know if we're going to see it. I shouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. That we see some teams fading in the second half, man, and
0: and uh, the, even the Kings don't have their
1: legs to them. Even the Kings were down big in the first quarter, and
0: then they come back. They they surge all the way. The Kings are so good. Uh, it's, are they? I don't yeah. know. I I love I love that they're winning. I don't know if they're good. <laughs> well, they're on the right path. Uh, Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA expert here on the program. Mac, out of all the results that you saw last night, what was the most surprising to you?
3: You know, it's nothing Nothing shocking. You're, like, you're talking about this, these second-half performances. Like, you know, in uh, Blood Diamond, this is Africa. <laughs> this, this is the NBA. The 11-1 run, like the Celtics' big lead, that was like the only time they were up by 10. Immediately, two minutes into the third quarter, it was a tie game. No surprises. Like, that happens all the time. So, I mean, the most, I say, impactful, uh, maybe for my uh, interest, is the 76ers winning a close game against the Grizzlies. That probably... Uh, you know, bumps them up over the 52-win expectation to get over their win total, uh, but that's the biggest result. That's that's a playoff game. Uh, the Grizzlies without Steven Jackson have been much worse, like nine points worse per 100 possessions. Uh, Steven Adams, I'm sorry. So uh, get, getting him back should probably would probably be the difference. But the Sixers needed this. The Sixers needed to win against a good team coming out of the All Star break. Uh, Harden looked as good as ever, and, uh, you know, they're going to need him to be a top 15 player to to win a champion.
1: And he certainly was last night. Embiid, not super efficient, 7 of 25 from the field, partly because he took five threes, went 0 of 5 from three. But 19 rebounds, six assists, six blocks, 27 points. For a guy who is, quote, unquote, not healthy, pretty strong showing for him as well.
3: He put he put up like 35 in the All Star game. That, that pissed me off. Is somebody, yeah, is not, is he not
1: healthy.
3: I don't know. Not uh, healthy. I, my he, ass. I, he's he's always uh you know aching. It seems like that's his mo.
0: And yeah. we should not be surprised by the Lakers beating the Warriors, considering the Warriors' struggles on the road. Yeah, they, they just never have turned around, and I don't know if they are going to turn around. Seven and 22 on the road. Uh, losing to the Lakers, one twenty four, one eleven last night.
1: Well, and they're certainly not going to. It's not going to turn around without Steph Curry back. Like it, it, you could, you, you can picture a world where Steph Curry returns and the Warriors are a different team, and suddenly they're more competitive. And I, I guess maybe we see that next week, but until then, like I just assume the Warriors are going to
3: stink. Jordan Poole, minus minus sixteen. You just you can't play them in most minutes against most offensive teams. But uh, you know they can always hang their head on this. They haven't lost a series. With a Green, Thompson, and Curry all healthy, all playing every game, and they actually have the best starting five net rating-wise in the NBA with Green, Thompson, Curry, Looney, and Wiggins. Uh, no Wiggins right now, no Curry right now. So as long as they don't play any more minutes, they can keep that record as the number one starting five. But does, does, in the playoffs, they should be better.
1: Is there a Wiggins? Retur- there. Is there a Wiggins return date? And how close is it to Steph Curry's return date? Because it'd be ideal if you could get both those guys back at the same time, make a real push, right?
3: Yeah, their best two players in the finals. Let's see. looks like Wiggins uh, does not have a timeline for his return to the team. And it's it's uh, personal reasons.
0: Warriors have the mm. fourth. Knows what that is. They have the fourth like worst. Been, he's Ben Simmons, like, right, Simmons now. He's a mental health don't, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> Warriors have what
1: championship. the fourth worst road record in the NBA. The sixth best home record in the NBA. It is fascinating. <laughs> and they're sitting right at 29 and 29. Like They are right in the middle of the road. Uh, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise. But they're only a game out of
0: not being in that play-in tournament. Like, they run the risk of you lose a couple more games here, and all of a sudden, I mean, this is a big win for the Lakers who are trying to obviously get into that 10th seed range. Uh, but for the Warriors, they lose a couple more games. They're dropping out of the playoff
1: picture. I think that this this thing that's happening now where the the Warriors, the Lakers are all kind of in the mix for that the play-in spots – this is what the NBA envisioned when they created this because now you're instead of oh the Lakers missed the playoffs now the Lakers could sneak their way in and is there a, like a more dangerous 8 seed than the Warriors or the the Lakers playing against the Nuggets suddenly that one 8 matchup becomes very interesting and historically, the NBA is terrified of lo- the one seed losing to the the NBA doesn't want that because that ratings would suffer. No, but if they, the Lakers or the Warriors yeah. beat the Nuggets, they're thrilled.
3: Stern Stern and uh, Silver don't care about one seeds; they care about the Lakers. They, they Lakers care about the, the Lakers, the marquee the teams. Yeah, that's the ideal scenario.
1: Yeah. So the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Kings, who happen to be the top three seeds right now, I'm sure that Adam Silver would love for. The Warriors, the Lakers, somebody like that to jump up and bite one of those teams, make the playoffs a little more interesting. To me, it's interesting. It makes the play-in idea very interesting this season.
0: It it, it will be fun. And I look at the Warriors maybe like last year's Brooklyn Nets, where they were a team that was in that play-in range, but yet... Probably the second
1: favorite to win the whole thing. Every, and swept in the first round. Yeah. Al- although competitively, still Everyone's going
0: to yeah. buy in on them, though. Everyone's going to buy in on the Warriors when they're in that play-in tournament, for sure, because of who they are. And uh, I guess if you have to be the best spot to be is the seventh seed, because then you can lose the first game and then you get a second game, right? Yeah. Or or the 7-8. As the long as second
3: the second best spot to be in the playoff in the play-in is the 8th seed. Third best, Yeah. Well, yeah. no, you know what
0: I'm saying, it's like <laughs> as long as you're 7, as long as you're in the 7-8 game, you can lose that first game and still get yeah. into the playoffs. You're
3: like a 75% chance. Yes. If everything's equal, you're 75% yeah. chance to make the playoffs. But
0: That's if you're if you, you're the 9-10, you got to win twice. Right. So, for the Warriors though, if they can even if they're the 9 and they're home for that one game, you give them a chance? If they can be the seventh seed and home for the seven for the for the first game, and then if they lose, home for the next game. You know they're making the playoffs.
3: Yeah, right?
1: Like,
0: right. They're in as long as they're home. So
3: as long as they're at Chase Center.
0: Yeah, and right now they're a half game out of
1: that seventh seed in the Western Conference. I wanted to ask you about the Dallas Mavericks who get a one forty two one sixteen win over the Spurs. Spurs lose yeah, shocking development win. over
3: the Spurs. You know it's like
1: you don't get full credit no, for a win. Fifteen straight no. losses. Nice but, scrimmage, boys. But my my real question is about the Mavericks going forward. And when I look at the box score and I see Kyrie plus 34, <sighs> plus minus. Wow. Uh, I see six assists, one turnover. I, I mean, and then Luca, obviously, he, 28 points, 10 assists, one turnover. It feels like Dallas is suddenly much more dangerous than even I thought they were when they made the trade. Like, And it, it, it seems to me that whatever doubts you had about Kyrie Irving being a, a bad chemistry guy, seem to be he seems to be in a better place right now mentally and at least temporarily all those all those doubts should be erased in my opinion
3: a lot of people don't watch the league a lot of people think about Kyrie Irving and have an opinion and then they translate that opinion to the kind of basketball player he is oh he likes to dribble a lot that means he's a selfish player Bill Simmons really hit hit it home no player could join a brand new team and look like he played 10 years with every single player on the court just Everything he does is very unselfish on the court. He happens to be – his best skill is shooting and scoring. But uh, 8 of 13, I was sweating his under 25 and a half, and he didn't miss, but he eventually got pulled out of the game up 20 late. late. Uh, he's a great, great player. He's what? a great, great offensive player and uh, showed up tonight.
1: And if he doesn't distribute the ball so much, that 25 and a half probably, uh, probably goes over. But he said, you know what? To
3: get my teammates involved. Get
1: these six assists.
3: One turn, six to one turnover ratio. That's that's typical.
1: That's uh, a hell of a night for for Kyrie. I, I'm I'm buying on the Mavericks going forward, and I I think the Maverick. Listen, we we always talk about you need like these great players to win a championship, and Dallas has had this great player for a few years, and it's like when are they going to break through?
3: This another one.
1: This feels like the most realistic threat because it's the first time they've really had. A two-headed monster. Like Porzingis was a good player, not a, a star, superstar. Kyrie Irving, at his best, is a superstar player. I think Dallas's ceiling is is really, really high. Can still get him sixteen to one to win the title. Uh, I'm,
0: you, I mentioned the fifteen straight losses for the Spurs. If you bet against the Spurs, like in all fifteen games, rolling it over. Do we have that figure, Mac? Like, how much would you be up if you just rolled over your money betting against the Spurs every night?
3: Give me forty-five seconds. Sorry
0: okay, about. now I, here I, I want to know based on the money line because I know they've only covered the spread. You'd probably be up a lot more money if you bet the spread. What well, they only covered, I think they covered twice in the fifteen-game span, maybe three times. So I guess your rollover would have been uh, stopped yeah. with a loss there. ATS. But if you just yeah. say if you just three say and twelve lose, ATS, three and twelve ATS over the fifteen games. So if you just say they're going to lose, you're not going to get the same payout. Well, but, yeah, because a lot of the times, like okay. Last night, they were 14-point dogs to the Mavericks. So, And and I know some books that don't even allow you to bet a money line on something like that. But if you looked at the money line last night for, for that game, the Mavericks closed at minus 1124. So think about that. If you wanted to just bet against the Spurs on the money line, some nights you're risking... $100, $100, and you're you're getting back like 10 bucks. Yeah. So it's not like it's going to be this incredible uh, outcome, but I'd like to venture uh, that if you were to keep betting against them, rolling over on the money line every single time. 15 times. 15 times. You're right. 15 times is 15 times. You're probably
1: up a couple of grand. You know, the Spurs are – Terrible. Yes, we know. No, I was going to say they truly (laughs) are pathetic. They're the best run franchise. They're the best run franchise in sports. (laughs) Like (laughs) what other things? Right. They (laughs) do. They really do. Like think about this. They were not only competitive, like legit NBA title competitive, from like 1990 to 2020. (laughs) Like they went on a 30 year run, where the one year that they weren't. They got the number 1 pick and got freaking Tim Duncan out of it. Like now they absolutely stink. Is this is probably the best year in the last 20 years to be absolutely dreadful because there's game ch- there's one super game franchise changing guy at the top of this draft. There's another one who seems to be pretty damn good right behind him. Like the Spurs if like whatever they're doing they do the right thing. When you need to when you need to be awful you're awful. You need to be good you're good. This is, the, this is an incredible franchise, in my opinion. Well, they're, they're, they're tanking the right way. Yeah, well,
0: also Greg Popovich, I mean, we talked about how impressive Mike Tomlin uh, was and, and is, right, for never having a losing season. So in Greg Popovich's first year, they were 17 and 47. Then in their second year, so 97, 98, all the way until 2019, never had a losing season.
3: $100 better would be up $6,700. That's not bad. Yeah, you know? People believing in the loss? Well, considering you know. these massive money lines, right. that's not bad. Like, it, tonight you would have bet $5,139, and you would have, you know, about minus 325 just won a way. couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and you would have won...
0: No, it was way more than minus three twenty-five.
3: Okay, okay, this is how I did three twenty-five because that was the average line. Is,
0: oh, okay, 9. Yeah, 9. yeah. So no, no, it no. wasn't.
3: This is yeah, was just one game. They
0: were fourteen-point dogs. So yeah, the money line was like eleven
1: hundred. Uh, and remember that seventeen and forty-seven year.
0: That was yeah, maybe the year,
3: minus nine is more like five hundred. Yeah,
1: that was the year he took over halfway through the season. Yeah, and they didn't have David Robinson mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Then the next year, they got Tim Duncan. Suddenly, they they don't lose for 20 wow, it years. Wow, changes a lot.
3: If I make it minus $500, $1,500. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. $100
3: 15 times your money, I'll take you.
1: You're still up
0: pretty well, pretty good betting against the Spurs. $100 but, a night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a time also with Greg Popovich that if you, uh, if you looked at his record from that first year, 97-98, that first full season, they won 50 games every single year until 2017. And... The one year that they didn't was a the lockout shortened year, and if you would have prorated their thirty seven and thirteen record, it would have been like sixty something wins. So I count that as him having a you know because I just just go off winning percentage. They had a seven forty winning
3: percentage <laughs> that season. It's just
0: stupid. It it Are like, they the
3: best team of the century in any in, in the North American sports? Like, yeah, I mean a twenty five a twenty five well, year six run versus five. It's not that different.
1: It's not that different, and. The, remember the the Patriots before? I, I guess it's I guess when you say the the, the century, so I guess they by had the one time, bad year two thousand. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I I just picture the the Patriots were bad before uh, Bledsoe Brady Be, the Belichick era. Really, like they were a laughingstock franchise. It just the yeah, Spurs
3: were better earlier and it stayed better longer. Yeah,
1: arguably. it just I don't know, man. I, I I give a lot of credit to that franchise. Like I, as someone who grew up a Rockets fan. I, I didn't like the Spurs when I was a kid, mm. but man, like looking back and we never talk about the Spurs as like a, a dynasty. They absolutely I, it, were. The reason why we don't is because it lasted too long. Like their <laughs> yeah, sustained success point. lasted yeah. too long. It's almost like the Warriors are coming up on that. Like their run is too long. Like the, <laughs> the first title that they won was 99. Yep. The last one was 2014. Mm-hmm. So they won fi- they won five titles in a 15 year span. Like. Had that? Had they been good for ten years and won five titles instead of fifteen? And they we, lost, and we talk and about they, it and they lost in
0: the finals once also. Yeah. So they've been in six. They've been in six NBA finals in that span, and there was that whole run of winning every other year. Yep.
3: <laughs> you think they're hurt by the fact they never repeated? I mean, compared to other dynasties, that's I, maybe so. That defense. might be part. I of it. think
0: they're hurt by um, and you don't consider it a d- dynasty because well, I guess. They went back to back when they lost it first and then won it. So that was the yeah. the, the most recent 13, one, thirteen fourteen. The 30, 40. So they lost it the year before and then they came back and then they won the NBA Finals the next year. But in that run of winning every other year, they didn't go back to the finals, so they didn't have back to back appearances in the finals. Even you know the Miami Heat went to four straight NBA Finals. You know, Le- well LeBron himself was in the finals every single year. But also remember remember and, and, how and
1: Miami. great the Western Conference was at this time like the western conference was so much better than the eastern conference during most of that run and the spurs were on top of the mount they were either in the in the nba finals or the conference finals pretty much every year yeah like it, it's nice to be a, an eastern conference team that went to four straight finals to me like being at the top of the western conference every year for 15 year a 15 year run in that era is much more impressive
3: yeah the the championship was decided the western conference finals almost every year in the early 2000s
0: yeah so I guess James Harden can say he lost in the NBA. Yeah, finals. right? You no, know, he made it. He did <laughs> it. Several times. <laughs> he was so, yeah. the best player on and, the finals team. And, and Chris Paul. That lost. And Chris final. Paul, congratulations. Yeah. You know, yeah. lost lost a bunch of NBA finals. <laughs> um, do we think the Spurs turn this thing around? No. Next year? No, not even close, huh? No. Oh, wait. Next year? Yeah. Well,
1: it depends on how the ping pong balls pop out. If it's Victor Wimben- Wimben- Uh So if, if the best prospect in the last 20 years yeah. – Ends up with the best coach in the NBA. Do I think that they'll turn things around? Yes. Yes, I do.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the Cavs didn't make the playoffs their first year. I mean, you might get, give him a year to stretch his wings a little bit uh, as a good player. I, I wouldn't was necessarily this... expect wins like that. Was it the second even, year? Even, when... with the, even with a great prospect.
0: The second year LeBron hit that buzzer beater in the playoffs? Was that his second year? He or... didn't make
3: the playoffs either of his first Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, that was his third year. That, that, was, that was like his welcome welcoming moment right there.
3: Against the Magic? Yeah. That was like a sixth year. In, was like okay. a six year in the league. But, but I,
1: yeah. I, I guess Wimbiyama will be—he'll be 20 years old though. Instead, of, like he's not coming fresh out of high school. It is a little different. But you're right. It, it does typically take a a minute or two for these guys. But yeah, I think they will turn it around. One other nugget in the NBA.
3: <laughs> I mean, they only have a 12 percent chance to get even. You know, best case scenario. Yeah, that's 14%. true.
0: You interrupted by my incredible. They've got to have the best chance they can. You guys it. just interrupted my incredible pun.
3: Because I was, I, oh, I'm ready
0: now. I, I wait, said, let's go
3: ahead.
1: Like, like RJ does, <laughs>
0: yeah. Rewind, just, just, just rewind this, okay. And now embrace the pun. Quiet on the set, embrace the pun. One well, on other... um, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> embrace, the, embrace the
3: pun here, boys. Right, now, wait, now I'm now? ready.
1: Now you're ready. Yeah, I said quiet on
3: the set, and I heard some noise.
0: You listening in your car, you ready? Yeah. yeah, okay. Turn the volume up a little bit, all right. Quiet on the set. Yeah, hold on. Look. Come to a full stop at a stop sign. <laughs> look left, then right, then go. Yeah, I'm talking to you. By the way, someone is going to be re- bugging out real hard listening to this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I always wanted to do that. One other nugget in the NBA: Nikola Jokic. You get it because he's a like we. He's a nugget. Nice. Oh, Think that, about all that. One other all nugget. that up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jokic over my head had another triple double last night. He is... What, do you the, think he's good at sport? Yeah. He's the odds-on favorite to be the most valuable player for a third consecutive season. At some point, do we think there's voter fatigue? And is there value betting on somebody else besides Jokic to be the
1: MVP? I, I thought the same thing. I asked McKinsey about this a couple weeks ago. I was like, they can't give him three in a row, right? But... It seems like that's all, all signs are pointing at it, and he's better this year than he has been in his two MVPs. Yeah, but that's what it was last year. Everyone comes saying, is he going back to win
0: back-to-back? And it's like, his numbers are better than it was last year.
3: But, I mean, you're not saying someone else should be favored. You're just saying, is there no, value no, no, no. Look, somewhere else on the board? He's, because uh,
0: this is a voter. Exactly. Like, he's yeah. clearly deserving of being the favorite, okay? There's no one that's going to deny his impact on a team and what he does. No one does. No one gets triple-doubles as easily as he does. It's It's, it's just absurd but at some point you got to think when people are voting for the MVP has has they, have they done the straw poll yet yeah.
3: so 8 days ago they did the straw okay. poll right before the All-Star and break.
0: now explain what this is because for those who yeah. don't know Mackenzie, explain what goes on with uh, uh uh who writes it every year or who writes it So ESPN Tim uh-huh. Bontemps Tim Bontemps, Bontemps right exactly
3: does um pretty much what the same uh, the replicates what the MVP vote is which is two voters in every market um mm-hmm. uh, it does, represent, this, every he NBA does this a couple
0: team. of times throughout the season right. to get a feel for what the voters are thinking.
3: And his, historically, the guy that's been leading the straw poll wins the MVP. And Jokic got 77 out of 100 first place votes. Jeez! Not wow. Good. So Giannis got 11, Embiid got six, Tatum got five. I mean,
0: see, Tatum would be the one that I'm thinking of, and he's plus he's 15 to one right now. But I I don't if if the straw poll last week said 77 out of 100. I uh, I guess there is no voter fatigue. I'll, they're just going to keep voting for Jokic. I'll be honest, like this Did is Michael th- Jordan ever win 3 in a row?
3: No. No. He won 5 and not 3 in a row.
1: This is the best team that he's been on. This is the best statistical season he's well, they're had. they are healthy now. That's why. It's like it's getting to where it, it's hard to deny the guy and uh it's I I'm guilty of this because I think of guys and I'm like that guy can't be a multiple time NBA MVP. Yeah, look at like, him, He's goofy. I, yeah, like I, th- but I thought the same thing about Steve Nash. I was like, they can't give Steve Nash back to back MVPs. That's that's absurd. Like Steve Nash, I'm is starting to catch a theme here, McKenzie right yeah Uh, Yeah. all right okay okay well it's all right oh they've got got something in common (laughs) is that what you're trying to say i hadn't noticed uh chris Rock, he's like it's all right because it's all right but i (laughs) guess yoke like i've got to give credit where it's due Jokic is indeed that kind of a player whether it's pretty to watch
3: should have won two mvps in 0506 thank you i didn't
1: think so either but uh, (laughs) listen i i mean i didn't want to come across as racist
3: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) I thought maybe Tatum had a chance this year, but Jokic is just as long as he keeps getting triple doubles every single night, and the Nuggets continue to be the number one seed in the Western Conference, he's going to well, win a. Third. They got
3: a big win as an underdog. Like if they're the number one seed in the West, hard to take it from. Yeah. And
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but like in a, in a time where m- most star players are missing a bunch of games, he plays every night. He's he's always there. Yeah, like that's got to count. All right, for something. It's, hey, it's only
0: minus two fifty. Is is this like a valuable p- play now? Probably gonna yeah, go yeah, for, at for, minus five hundred in, in a couple of weeks, right? If
3: if, I, if someone gave me a hundred dollars free roll, I'd bet it on Yoko. Yeah, win, for sure.
1: At minus two fifty.
3: Yeah. Wow. I think it's more valuable think... than Embiid at six to one, for example. Uh, or
1: See, Giannis that's strong. Like when you say, "I'm going to take a hundred dollars out of my wallet," it's one thing. But when you say somebody gives me a hundred dollars and says you have to bet it on an NBA. <laughs> Right. MVP bet you wouldn't put it on Shea. You take up G- the- G- 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 G-
3: Shea Alexander. Alexander at two hundred
1: and fifty to one. You take the minus two hundred and fifty. Like that's a that's to me is telling because if I've got a free roll, I'm always looking for some value. You would put it on SGA two hundred and fifty to one. Probably not that. I'm probably looking at <laughs> but Embiid at six to one sounds kind of juicy to me. But a free roll, you're like, no, I'll just win back my. I'll win back forty bucks or whatever. <laughs> right. It's like man, <laughs> that that says something right there. All right, what do we got on the schedule coming up here? Friday
0: night NBA action. Friday night Knicks on MSG. That used to be a thing. You know, uh, what do you mean it used to be a thing? Like it used to be like a special broadcast and they branded it as Friday night Knicks and they had like a separate uh, intro music and it was like Friday night Knicks on MSG and it was like a whole thing.
3: This nice uh-huh. only
1: on yeah. yeah, what other the show has this. That's, that's a great question. Friday Night Knicks on MSG. Come on. Friday Night Knicks on MSG. Well, this Friday night, the Knicks plus two at the Washington Wizards. And so not at MSG. Maybe it doesn't count uh, for the song. <laughs> the Cavs the- plus one and a half at the Hawks. The Miami Heat catching two at Milwaukee. The Nets, plus one and a half at the Chicago Bulls. Hornets, plus seven and a half at the T-Wolves. The Rockets, plus nine and a half at Golden State. A Warriors home game. Good luck, Houston. They shouldn't be trying to win anyway. You got to keep up with the Spurs. Keep up with the Spurs. Plus eight and a half the Thunder at Phoenix. And the Kings, plus six and a half at the Clippers. In college hoops, we had a system play last night, boys. However, the system play went up against Big Ten home team uh, system. Didn't they converge? No, they converged. No? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess they did. Yeah, you're right. It was a convergence of systems. You would have called this a super system. It was a super
0: system.
3: A lot of systems failed me last night.
0: A lot of systems failed me as well. But, no, see – this was a super system with the Big Ten home team and the unranked or lower-ranked team against the ranked team as the favorite. And I don't know how to feel about it because the home team, the unranked team, they won the game.
1: But they yeah. just didn't cover the spread. What do you mean you don't know how to feel? It? Well, here we care about covering spreads. Not if you bet money line. Well, I mean, the entire time we've been talking about the system, we've been just talking about ATS. I've been betting money a I don't know about <laughs> yeah,
0: What? I don't know. what? <laughs> I've been betting money a What? Lines. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Only a moron plays like six points.
3: <laughs> well, not even
1: ranked. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I did not back the trend last night, the, the, uh, the system last night, because I was worried that Terrence Shannon wasn't going to play Illinois' best player. He ended up warming up, suited up, and played. And in the first half, I was like, ooh, good thing we didn't play that system bet because in the first half, Illinois scored 19 points. Wow. Boo Booey scored 22 points for Northwestern. So one player oh. on Northwestern wow. outscored Illinois in the first half. What was the score at the half? 37-19. You're not feeling too good about the system <laughs> you're there. Not, you're no. not feeling good about six. And by, by the way, like it was like seven and a yeah, half by the time it half, tipped yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh so a dominant second half for Illinois, 47-25, enough to get the win, not to get the cover. Terrence Shannon Jr. hits a layup at the end to, uh, to kind of seal the, the win. So he obviously needed him back, uh, 26 points out of him in his return. But uh, too little, too late for those who were backing the system. Mm. Uh, elsewhere in the top 25, I talked about these two teams, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, and they're going to play on Saturday. For basically – if this is for the WCC championship, the regular season title. Regular season. And also the one seed
0: in the WCC tournament. Yes. Which – It doesn't matter. If they're one and two, they're just going to meet each other in the finals anyway. Right.
1: But here's the – But I guess you can avoid the third-place team. Here's the benefit, though. Mm. The the fourth-place team is Loyola Marymount. Okay. The team that beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's this year. So, if you're the one seed, you have to play them. If you're the two seed, you don't. So – Oh, so you, so they, so you, we
3: expect some Hmm. chicanery. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Here's what I do know. If there's a tie, like at the, at the end of the regular season. So if Gonzaga wins on Saturday, these two teams will be tied. What goes into effect then for the tiebreaker in the WCC is net rating. Like how, and in net, what matters sometimes is how badly do you dog stomp bad teams? Mm -hmm. Apparently St. Mary's and Gonzaga both got that memo. Uh, as gonzaga wins ninety seven seventy two saint mary's wins eighty three fifty two both of them knew, mary's both of them knew that they could get some style points tonight. both of them got some style points tonight so I guess they want
3: against, it, they want the one seed then
1: it looks that way so or I mean I'm sure St Mary's would love to just beat Gonzaga outright on their floor that would be that would be great sure. for them uh gonzaga, I'm guessing they're now playing for a tie. By the so, way, what a weird name for a school, University of the Pacific.
0: Like it's not, it's not Pacific University. It's not. It's University of the Pacific.
3: Yeah. Do we it's, have? It's one? not on a boat either. It's yeah. not on an island. No,
0: <laughs> no. It's in Stockton, California. This is weird.
3: University but, of the land next to the Pacific. Yeah. Like, like, be.
0: Do, 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 By the way, is there I, any other school like? That has, like, something like that? It's weird.
1: I mean, I like, you know, no, no. The no. Colorado were... School of Mines. That's a real school? That's a real school. That's, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, but there's not many that are named like that. Although, like, it's funny when I think what of... What was that that movie, uh, Accepted?
0: And they go to the, the, the South Harmon Institute of Technology, and it spells out shit. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> we were shitheads yesterday, and we'll be shitheads tomorrow.
1: Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> when you, when I think of Pacific, like, you think of that university, I think, man, that's got to be awesome, like, on the beach. And then I think— No, that's Pepperdine. Stockton? No, see, see, that like, happens to be— They t- trick you. In the past,
0: I've confused those two because— Pepperdine's I, in Malibu. Pepperdine's in Malibu on a cliff, by the way. it's a, Beautiful. literally It's on a cliff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It's the most gorgeous campus in the country. And you, you're thinking to yourself, like, whenever I heard Pacific, I would think in my head— That's the one. Pepperdine. Yeah. But no, Pepperdine's in Malibu. Pacific is University of the Pacific. University in Stockton.
1: Of the Pacific. It's like the mm-hmm. Ohio State University. You got to put the respect on University of the Pacific. Or the University of California, Los
0: Angeles, which got the job done against the Utes of Utah. Yeah. To, to what?
1: T- to the Utes. Utes. Did you say Utes? Utes. Yeah, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, Utah strong home team. Uh, I did not trust them enough. Uh, they've been without one of their better players. I did not trust them enough against UCLA. UCLA did get the job done. Seventy-eight, seventy-one, which was the a final push, roo push of the line of seven. Yeah, it's a push. And here's the thing: foul on UCLA, three seconds left. Uh huh. Seventy-eight, seventy UCLA, the number seven. <laughs> They miss the first free throw, make the second. Push. If they if he makes that free throw, it's Utah money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, now at that point, if you're
1: if you have UCLA laying the
0: seven. And they missed the first free throw. You see, like, yeah. You got to think that you're home
1: free because you're like, clearly he's going to try to miss this one on purpose. Well, there's three seconds left. You're not making up seven points in, in three seconds. Uh, I guess. That is, uh, I mean, that's impossible. So, uh, or eight points in three seconds. Like, what are you going to do? Miss it and then hit the eight pointer? This isn't the XFL. Like, <laughs> it's, that uh, it would be very difficult to do. But kudos for to him for knowing what the spread was and saying, you know what? I can't get us to cover.
0: At least we'll push.
1: At least I can get us to push.
0: Yeah. And you know what?
1: Maybe if you got an early number on the Utes,
0: Mm -hmm. you're a happy Ute. You're a happy Ute. Uh, This is going to be another exciting weekend as we gear closer and closer to conference tournament time, right? So there's only one top 25 game tonight. Xavier, number 16, is at Seton Hall. I used to call them the Shoe Pirates. uh, Because S-H-U Pirates. Why did you call them? Oh, okay. Shoe Pirates. Gotcha. I get it now. They'd steal your shoes. Uh, I want the last 30 seconds of my life back. Uh, On Saturday, (laughs) we have some good good
1: conference basketball. By the way, Hall plus one at home against Xavier. Okay. You got UConn, St. John's. Should be fun at the Garden. That's a classic, you know. That's not going to be fun. Just St. John stinks. Doesn't matter. It's at the oh, Garden. It's cool. <laughs> Creighton. Creighton. That's a New York thing to say. Yeah. Like, a hey, Really good team playing against St. John's. It's going to be awesome. No, it's going to be well, a bloodbath. Blab- a bloodbath. Listen, bat.
0: if it, if this game was at Cornish <laughs> Arena, I don't think it would be a fun. I don't think it would be a fun game. But it's okay, at the all Garden, right, all right. right, it's a little different.
1: Well, Creighton Villanova at the Wells
0: Fargo. That's Center. what I'm saying. If that was at the Palestra,
1: it would be different. It'd did be they, cooler? Did they play at the Palestra? <laughs> Villanova. Play. They got a new stadium now, but yeah, it'd be cooler <laughs> if it was at the Palestra. That'd
0: be awesome. Uh, yeah. So what else do we have on Saturday? Big day in college. Youth. Yeah.
1: Oklahoma's at Iowa state TCU at Texas tech. That's a big game uh, for Texas tech who uh, they've won five of their last seven. They were, they've been considered out of the tournament conversation. They're now on like that, the, the next four out. So they've got a real chance to make some hay here. A win over Te- uh, TCU would be huge for them. Arkansas is at Alabama. Arizona hosts Arizona State. Texas at Baylor. That'll be a good one in Waco. Texas won the first game at home. Uh, Baylor looking for some revenge. A&M against Mississippi State. West Virginia at Kansas. Virginia at UNC, who needs a win like blood this weekend. Mm. Purdue hosts Indiana. Remember, Indiana beat Purdue at home. Uh, Purdue historically has absolutely owned Indiana. They may be looking for some revenge here. Uh, And the game of the weekend, we mentioned, St. Mary's is at Gonzaga, uh, 7 o'clock Pacific time on ESPN, big ESPN. So if you're into uh, – it should be a great game. So if you've got some time Saturday night, that's a good place to be.
0: Emerging from the darkness, Aaron Rodgers, hopefully with a renewed sense of what his future holds. Yes, this is actually a story. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. What? Yeah. We have gotten word, the public has received word from the owner of the facility in Oregon where Aaron Rodgers went for his darkness retreat that he has emerged from the darkness. Congratulations. No word from Aaron Rodgers what he saw in any of his visions. He had told Pat McAfee he was going for four days and four nights in a darkness isolation retreat to, quote, have a better sense of where I am in my life.
1: What do we think? I think he's got it all figured out now. I Does mean, he play? I, That's the biggest question. He's going to play. He's going to play? Yeah. Listen, his financial advisor is going to tell him to play. His girlfriend's going to tell him to play. The darkness is going to tell him to play. Hey, don't leave that money on the table. Get paid while you can.
0: 39 years old, $59.465 million guaranteed from the Packers, if he plays,
1: any chance the Packers trade him? I don't think the Packers can trade him. I mean, unless like it would take. You remember we talked on the Dream Pod the other day about RJ? They, we asked RJ, well, "Would you give up three first round picks for Justin for, Herbert?" For Justin Herbert, uh-huh. or if you're if you're the Chargers, would you take three first rounders for him? And he was like, "That's kind of the line." Like, if the if if the Packers got offered two first round picks. For a 39-year-old quarterback, I think they'd have to do it.
3: Do you think teams could offer four first-round picks and snab Justin Herbert? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I
1: don't think it's possible. No, But I also think that if if you've got a 39-year-old quarterback who's a giant pain in your ass, and let's face it, he is, he's not getting better on the field, at least then you can sell to your fan base, hey, we got two first-round picks for him. Like, If you trade him for less than that, you just traded away the best player in your franchise's history for what, like, if you're getting a third and a second and a third round pick, that like you can't satisfy your fans like that. Especially if whoever they bring in to play quarterback or whoever they promote to play quarterback can't play quarterback, which is a real possibility. Then you look you look really bad if you're the Packers. I don't think the Packers want to do that. The important question is: Did anything
0: happen over the last four days that Rodgers would come out of this uh, room Hello. and be like, "What"?
1: I want to know really? where he was at. Like, it's imagine. It's a, it's
0: in a, in a oh, he's in, in Oregon. Oregon. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say, imagine that he was like locked up in a, in a, you know, they have the good blackout curtains in these Vegas no, hotels. Yeah. Like, imagine that he comes. This come- is where he was in this little, like, half underground Hutt? little
0: bunker kind of. I was place gonna say, in ima- Oregon.
1: That looks like some place like a, like some, like an ogre is gonna come out of there, an elf or something. Like, and he did. Well, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, if he was here after four days in the darkness, he walked outside and it was snowing in Vegas. That would be a sign like oh this is the new this is the new lambo if he right if, if he emerged out of <laughs> darkness and came to,
0: and sure showed up in vegas he thinks that he's going to play in vegas that's what i'm saying if know. if you had to and i know there's odds obviously we can find them online of what aaron rodgers next team is going to be i, I don't think he plays for the packers I, I think they move on from him i really do i've always felt this way I just think that it makes it makes a lot of sense for them to move on from him, to see what they have in Jordan Love, to know what they're going to do at the quarterback position moving forward. Are they going to draft the quarterback? Or are they just going to, you know, is Jordan Love going to be their guy? And then for Aaron Rodgers, he could have a a good last couple of years in the league with a chance to win or a chance to have an impact on a team, whether it's the Raiders, whether it's the Jets, I think that Aaron Rodgers still has something left in the tank, and I think seeing Tom Brady do what he did going down to Tampa and winning a Super Bowl I think gives him motivation that he can do it going somewhere else.
1: The difference is Tampa was a roster that was built and ready to to compete. compete well, there's not many teams out
0: there that are well, that's what built, I'm saying. ready to go, that, what's, that need a quarterback. Then what's
1: Aaron Rodgers doing? Like, what? where is he going where he's like, this? this gives me a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Green Bay. Like, what's out there? Like, are the Jets a better team
3: th- than Green Bay? I think so.
1: I would, Outside of quarterback? How I about this? So. Are, is the Jets' path easier than Green Bay's Well, that's Bay's what I was going to say. Is the, what's no, the path? No, but I mean,
3: the Bucs talk about the Super Bowl-ready team. They're over-under with like nine and a half that year. Like, you have to beat expectations by a lot to win the Super yeah. Bowl in any scenario.
0: I do think the Jets right now, even without a quarterback, are the second-best team in that, or, or or are threatening to be the second-best team in that division. They're right there with the Dolphins.
1: I think so. I, I mean, I think the Dolphins quarterback situation is a big question mark, too. Sure. That's, well, that's um, why I
0: say that. But I think if the Jets bring in Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, the, if the Jets bring in Derek Carr, they're finishing
1: second in the division. I agree. If mean, the that. Jets
0: bring in Aaron Rodgers,
1: they're, they're pushing the bills. It's funny. I, I, you and I completely disagree on this. I think Derek Carr gives the Jets more, way more upside than Aaron Rodgers does. I think, I think at this point, Derek. I, I'd rather have Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers. I
0: have, a, I have an Aaron Rodgers question. I don't, I don't know if I've heard this anywhere. Maybe I have, and I'm just subconsciously thinking about it. Do you think Rodgers would not go to the Jets because he's afraid of following Brett Favre?
3: Yeah, I've heard this brought up.
0: Because Favre went to the Jets?
3: I, maybe he's into it. But Favre <laughs> maybe only, he likes the whole— But Favre uh, only went to the Jets
0: know. as a way to get to the Vikings.
3: It's eerie how similar it because that was be, the, Because Jordan Favre Lovellar?
0: wanted to go to the Vikings all along, but oh, there really? was no way to get there, so he had to take a year— you know, and just go somewhere for a year, and that was the Jets. The Jets were the only team that w- it made it work. So he went to the Jets for a year just to make, just to go to the Vikings the, the following season. So maybe, hey, maybe Aaron Rodgers is doing that. Maybe Rodgers takes one year, plays for somebody before signing as a free agent for the last two, three years of his career with a contending team. When did
1: the, when does Kirk Cousins deal with the Vikings end?
3: I think it's on his last year. Oh my oh. goodness.
1: I mean, seven,
3: Rogers goes to the Jets for to the one Jets, year, and then, then goes, goes to, to the Minnesota. Vikings.
1: Which, by the way, looks he, pulls, he pulls a complete farm. Looks like a pretty good team. What just the hell saying. is Brett Favre doing here?
3: <laughs> so the limits are low in this kind of stuff, but you can bet right now: Jared Stidham plus three fifty to be the Raiders' starting one quarterback. Rogers is the favorite at minus two hundred. Daniel Jones is plus four seventy five. Lamar Jackson is plus four seventy five. Like, if it's not Rogers, who do we think it's going to be? Jared Stidham. I, I would think so. Plus three fifty seems giving it a one third chance that it's somebody other than Stidham. You know what? It's hard for me to believe. Where's Jimmy Garoppolo on that? Jimmy Garoppolo is six to one.
1: I w- I would bet Jimmy Garoppolo before I bet Jared Stidham. Here's why: Josh McDaniels. But it was only one year they spent together. I, think, I, right? I don't care. D- just think about this: Josh. Mc- there were people talking about Josh McDaniels should be fired last year already. His first year, they're like firing. He me. needs to win games. Yeah, he has to like. You can't. Josh McDaniels isn't in the position to sell a bridge year. Like, yeah, we're just gonna roll with Jarrett Stidham. Mm -hmm. Like, Jarrett Stidham's not gonna win games in a division where Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback you'll play. Like, it's just and Sean Payton with Russell Wilson now. By the way, I I think I think that they have to have a real answer at quarterback in place when they start the season because I think Josh McDaniels needs to win this season.
0: Elsewhere in the NFL, the Rams may be purging the roster a bit. Uh, all Pro Bobby Wagner not going to be on the Rams well, next year.
1: Let's say all pro, like former All Pro, former All Pro. I don't know if Bobby it's Wagner. once a Marine, always a Marine, <laughs> uh, because Bobby. Wa- it's been a while since Bobby Wagner was All Pro, but it, yeah, this is to me a sign that um, the Rams are kind of moving out of this all-in mode and listen last year there were a lot of injuries i don't i I, had they gone all in i I don't think it would have ended up working out
0: bobby wagner second team all pro last year by the way
1: this this season that just finished yeah i stand corrected shit i i I was thinking about it was like 2020 was the last pff top linebacker in the nfl last year wow okay listen you know what?
0: I'd like to take this moment to apologize to Bobby ninth, Wagner. The That's ninth, talking. the ninth, time in his
1: eleven-year career, he was named an All-Pro. I knew he was still good. I like my last picture of Bobby Wagner as an All-Pro was twenty twenty. That was his so, last
3: first-team All-Pro.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, second team, was two second years. team All-Pro. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, it's sec- second team All-Pro is nothing to sneeze at. So I, I, uh, I stand corrected. So go, go ahead, go on. Uh, it so fe- that even
3: makes your point more? It, <laughs> yeah.
1: It feels like the the Rams are saying, hey. We're in a position, like from a salary standpoint, from a health standpoint, they're in a position where believing that they're going to win this year doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, they're in cap hell too. Yeah, they so got to find a way out of it.
3: The Rams save five million dollars with the move and incur seven and a half million dollars of dead money. But so the dead saying, money
0: doesn't count against the cap, does it? Or ha- is that how it works? Because
3: yeah, you know, they're saying like they would pay twelve and a half. They're mm-hmm. saving five, but they still got to pay okay. seven. And gotcha, and a half gotcha,
0: gotcha. Yes, okay. Uh, but before the move, they were almost 14 million dollars over the salary cap. Right.
1: So they're not done. Right. They're gonna they're gonna be cutting more players here. Yeah, this is kind of what we talked about. It's with the Titans. Th- this felt like the first move of many. Uh, I would expect some more heads to roll uh, in, in L.A. I don't know who exactly. Would it shock you guys if Matt Stafford is eventually uh, moved on from? Like, did, I, I've got to look at his contract situation. What the out would be. But it'd be gnarly. Would it be pretty bad right now? But the, I mean, you don't, you just signed like a $200
3: million contract.
1: You don't move on from Bobby Wagner if you think, like, oh, well, we're just going to, we're going to be better this season without Bobby Wagner. Like, that doesn't make sense, especially given what you just said. Second team all pro, best linebacker in the league. Yeah. What's Jalen Ramsey's status? Upset. (laughs) Uh, his out year,
3: if they were to to move on from him early, would be 2024. Um, they well, Stafford's go. not used to – I mean, not unaccustomed to losing some games. He could just be there for a year or two as they rebuild. He's like, hey, you know?
1: I've been paid a lot of money to lose games. <laughs> right, right, right. I can lead our team. The weather's nice out here. I can lead our team in this. <laughs> like, he, he, these guys don't know what it's like going out there and losing it week in and week out. I've been there. I've lived this life. Putting up yards. Yeah. I'll <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll pad some stats, baby. XFL
0: week two kicked off with the uh, St. Louis Battle Hawks defeating the Seattle Sea Dragons 2018 as uh, the game goes over the total. This was a low total, right? As they mostly are. Yeah. But the game goes over, and the first half went over. Should we be rethinking these XFL totals a little bit?
1: Well, my thought was initially, if I were if I were betting by the way, it went over by a half total was thirty seven. yeah, and a half. if I were betting these things, the only way I would bet would be the the under. Uh, I certainly have again, I've made one XFL bet so far, so it's not like i'm I'm throwing darts very often here, but I'm certainly not in that mindset anymore of it's under or nothing. So clearly, and i think what fez said about the second half scoring and the mm-hmm. way the team the scoring is going to be up in the second half it wasn't really the case last night but it feels like that's that makes a lot of sense there will be a lot more late scoring There will be higher scoring fourth quarters than first and second quarters, which is kind of unique just because there's there's all these ways to get to get into desperation mode and make things happen. And if those desperation mode attempts fail, more points can be scored. So uh, if I do look at unders going forward, it will only be first half unders uh, and I'm not as married to unders as I thought I was going to be. So it was a
0: uh, a field goal as time expired to get the win, twenty to eighteen. This came. A- this came after uh, Seattle scored a touchdown and failed the three point conversion. Had they made the three point conversion? Or maybe even just gone for a two-point conversion? We'd be in overtime right now? Uh, Maybe. We'll see what happens. We'll see, uh, you know, we could never know how it went. It's so funny. A.J. McCarron, 22 of 36 passing, 184 yards and
1: a touchdown. Ben DiNucci, 19 of 29, 196 yards and two touchdowns. So two quarterbacks, both go under 200 yards, and the over still hits. By a half a point.
3: (laughs) (laughs) McCarron, that's two uh, fourth-quarter Game-winning comebacks?
1: Yeah. They call him Captain Comeback. You know? Yeah. <laughs> A.J. McCarron was the leading rusher,
0: five carries for 41 yards. He's I, a gamer. <laughs> A.J.
3: McCarron's the league MVP right
0: now,
1: isn't he? Like, I mean, let's let's just be real. Josh Gordon had one catch for 33 yards for Seattle. It's funny. I, the like, average? I, uh, I thought last week, I was like, man, Josh Gordon, if he's right, he could be a real game-changer in this league where there's not a lot of high-end skill players. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were looking at uh, – at props props in the XFL, I would have lost on on him yesterday because I'd be like, oh, I bet he has another big day. Uh, No, does not. Yeah. Uh, So here's what we have coming up uh, for this weekend
0: in the XX Half Hell. We got the D.C. Defenders. Much better name, much better logo, much better jersey than the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Here in Vegas, Cashman Field against the Vipers. Vegas, a three-point favorite. And then on Sunday. What's the total
1: in that game now? 35. Now, remember, we've talked about this. There's going to be weather at that game. Something to consider. Mm, yeah, what's the weather here in town? It's going to be well. Could be rainy. Uh, the weather in town is like basically uh, spinning a slot machine right now, a roulette wheel.
0: Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's we be. really don't know. It but says it's, right spo- now, it's like seventy
3: five percent chance of rain. rain. It's yeah.
0: yeah. It says Saturday uh, low of forty three degrees, but it's going
1: to be about sixty degrees and the, yeah seventy percent chance of precipitation what the what's the wind going to look like is a question because the wind's been crazy here a couple times this week yeah you get some interesting i don't know it's again uh, i i'm not married to these unders but in in
3: who's our quarterback as the
1: as the weather has been uh in vegas over the last little while yeah I, i think that the under is the the only Way I could possibly look, Brett Hundley. I remember Brett Hundley, oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 Vegas Vipers quarterback. Yeah, How dare d- you? Is that did My he play in Week One? No, Luis Perez did, I believe. Yeah, Luis Perez Luis was he resting. Luis, Luis well, Perez, Brett, was, he was that dude yeah. in the game. Luis Perez, by the way, has like low key been 249 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. You remember he was the guy that was the the USFL, the Generals. He was like he was the dude there. They went nine and one. He was he dominated the USFL. Maybe Luis Perez is the, the going to be the full time quarterback here. Every every off like I was surprised that Luis Perez played last week, but maybe I shouldn't have been. Like maybe he is just better than Brett Hundley. Yeah, probably is. Uh, That's
3: my quarterback.
0: Listen to this guy's journey. Okay, played college football at Texas A and M Commerce. Commerce, yeah. Okay, it goes undrafted in twenty eighteen. Oh, out of Texas A and
1: M Commerce. Out I of can't Texas A
0: and M Commerce. Okay, scouts didn't know what they were missing. Practice squad for the Rams. Then the Birmingham Iron, which was part of the Alliance of American Football, the AAF. Then he goes to the Eagles practice squad, the Lions practice squad, then the LA Wildcats of the—what league was that? Oh, the XFL, LA Wildcats. From there, he goes to the New York Guardians of the XFL, then the TSL Jousters—that's that's a, that's a made-up team—which was a part of the Spring League, the Spring League, the Spring League. Yes, it was called the Spring League. Then he—I can't believe that didn't work.
3: Their it market, was a Spring League. I'm not sure if it was the Spring League. Their marketing, <laughs> their marketing was so good. I can't then, believe that failed. Then he
0: goes to the New Jersey Generals <laughs> of yeah. the USFL, went nine and one to Ooh. the Rams practice squad. And now the Vegas Vipers. I mean, this guy—take out the NFL practice squads that he was on. He's but, the best spring football player of all time. But, the, <laughs> but like he—the list—the the names of teams that he was on—it's like it's like a video game that doesn't have the rights to the NFL. You <laughs> <Yeah.
1: know? laughs> it's remember that remember that video game where you were like it was like monsters and aliens playing football, and you like you could be like the 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 ogres or something like that. It was. It was some you always had some stupid team. That's what all these yeah, sound. I, like. I
0: mean, this is like these are like the teams from any given Sunday. You know? <laughs> the, the Sharks. The, the New The New York Guardians, New Jersey Generals, Los Angeles Wildcats, Birmingham Iron, Vegas Vipers. I mean, come on. What was the team in, in any given Sunday? I know they played, they were the Miami Sharks, obviously. They played against the Minnesota Americans. I remember that was a game. The Dallas team was the Dallas Knights. That was um The Dallas Knights was the final game. You know
3: that, and you're right, by the way. What? It's Dallas Knights. The
0: Dallas Knights was the final game. They played the—so I know about the Dallas Knights, the Minnesota Americans. Albuquerque Aztecs. The New York—I wanted—the Albuquerque Aztecs was the expansion franchise (laughs) that uh, the coach wound up taking over. And he signed Willie Beeman as his franchise player. What was Houston's team? Houston's—in the movie? Oilers. They had a team? Yeah. I don't remember Houston with a team. The Houston Cattlemen. Houston Cattlemen. Wow. (laughs) The New York team that they played in the rain, in the mud. Uh. I wanna say was the I, I wanna say Titans. No, the Emperors. Emperors. Okay. Emperors strike back. All right. There you go. That's my list of any given Sunday teams:
3: Chicago Rhinos, Colorado. I remember the Blizzard. Chicago
0: Rhin- Rhinos. Yes, they did play the Chicago Rhin- Rhinos.
3: They played a lot of teams. Yeah, they this did. is a realized universe yeah. over here. Well,
0: no, the greatest football universe is the uh, the program, the the Eastern State University yeah. Timberwolves, because if, because Eastern State. yes, the ESU Timberwolves. Because the best part about that universe is that you have no freaking idea what conference they played in. No. They filmed the games at the uh, stadium in South Carolina. Was that William Bryce Stadium? Yeah. Okay. Is that right, William Bryce I Stadium? I think so. I think I, I don't know. They, 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 the Cox Stadium. The the the, the program with the yeah, yeah William, think, Williams Bryce is that it's where South Carolina like
1: University of South Carolina? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: The Gamecocks. Okay, I believe that's where they 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 filmed the game, right? So they're in the stadium. If you look at like. Like some shots of the crowd, because they obviously used real footage of South Carolina games to get the footage of the crowd and stuff. There's an SEC banner somewhere. Yeah. Right? So now you're thinking, all right, they're in the SEC. But then you look at their schedule (laughs) they played Iowa, they played Georgia Tech, they played Michigan. It's 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 the most bizarre. Skin. You don't even know where this team is located. Obviously, it's on the East Coast. If it's Eastern State University, or they could just be on the eastern part of yeah. any state. Eastern Washington exists. And eastern Washington doesn't exist. But, but we don't know what conference they played in. All we know is that they 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 go from the likes of playing Georgia Tech to Michigan and Tim Wayman. You could go. Oh, the yeah. Wayman. How's so, their season go? I believe. Well, they lost the heartbreaker at the end to Georgia Tech. So, I, I, I don't think they made a ball game.
3: Oh. Yeah. And they're the best fictional universe, huh?
0: Well, no, no one said they were the best fictional universe. I can name a bunch of colleges that were better than ESU in the fictional college football universe. <laughs> you said it was no, the most was fully been,
3: realized.
1: It was the most fully realized
0: universe, yes. but not the best team. Oh, ah. clearly, yeah. There's so many better teams.
3: I mean, listen, what, what was the... Forrest uh, Gump's team was dominant. Alabama? Well, really that yeah, had an
0: awesome they had the kick returner. Yeah, <laughs> right,
3: straight down the middle.
0: <laughs> they had an incredible kick returner. The, uh, the SCLSU Mud Dogs, <laughs> they, oh, they yeah, won yeah. the Bourbon Bowl. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you know? That was a big upset, by the way. <laughs> the... Uh, the 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 Texas State.
2: My ar- going to the, bowl. <laughs> the,
0: the Texas State Armadillos. Yeah. They had quite the season as well. No, there's a, there's there's much better fictional football teams than the ESU Timberwolves. But uh Joe Kane was a pretty good quarterback, I will say that. <laughs> Taking a look at the action on the ice last night, uh I went one and two with the plays on pregame.com. Not good, no bueno. Rangers lose to the Red Wings, just a... Uh, not a good performance. They lose 4-1. They've now lost three straight games, but reinforcements could be on the horizon. There's a lot of rumors swirling about the possibility of Patrick Kane being traded to the New York Rangers. Last night, the Rangers did not play or did not dress two players, Vitali Kratsov and Jake LeCision. Both were healthy scratches and... The explanation that was given to the media as to why they didn't play or why they weren't dressed. Roster management concerns. What does that mean? Roster management.
3: It's not like managing their ability to trade at the roster. It's
0: not like they called up anybody from the AHL to replace them or anything. They just they didn't dress these guys for roster management, which makes me believe that there could be a trade coming down the pike. As soon as today, and maybe Patrick Kane is on his way to become a New York Ranger, which would – the lines that the Rangers would roll out there now with getting Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, you know, reacquiring Tyler Mott, and and now Patrick Kane.
3: Do we know if he was in the building? In Detroit? I don't know. Because Kevin Durant was – there was two games in between Kyrie's trade and Uh and Kevin Durant's trade. First game, he was there on the bench. Second game, not to be seen. Uh, A lot of people read into that and said, okay –
0: do, do, don't know, don't know about those players, but I mean, you're talking about the Rangers that have would have offensive firepower, the likes of Mika Zibanejad, Tarasenko, Artemi Panarin, Chris Kreider, and, and Patrick Kane to go along with the kid line, Kako, Lafreniere, and, and Uh, There's a lot to like with this Rangers squad. They're just not playing uh, well over the last three days or four days. They've lost three straight game, three straight games after their— uh eight game winning streak so back down to earth for the rangers the devils seem to pull off these last minute goals like it's their jobs they've done it multiple times this season they did it again last night scoring with about 40 seconds left to tie the game against the kings they win it in overtime 4 to 3 uh the wild blank the blue jackets two nothing oilers rout the penguins 7 to 2 you want to talk about a team that is just Really disappointing this year, and it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Sabers beat the Lightning six five in overtime. The Ducks beat the Capitals four two, spoiling the return of Alexander Ovechkin. An emotional game, I'm sure for him. Uh, it was his first game back since returning from Russia. The unfortunate passing of his father. I I, I said last night I, I I thought maybe I was an asshole for wanting to play an over on Ovechkin. Prop just thinking that he might, you know, come out here and, and really, you know,
1: listen, everybody dies someday. Like, just so I, I, trying to make the best of a bad situation. So
0: I played Ovechkin over shots on goal, and he had five shots on goal, which cashed the over. So, uh, I figured he would be aggressive, and, and, and he was. Uh, elsewhere last night, you had the Golden Knights coming from behind to beat the Flames in overtime, 4 3. Canucks, a 3 2 win over the Blues, the Bruins, 6 5 over the Kraken. Man, Kraken play a lot of overs. And the Predators 6-2 over the Sharks. That's A.J.'s squad. So here's what we have on the schedule tonight. Senators are at the Hurricanes. Carolina minus 260. Starting to believe in this Carolina team more and more uh, as they move on here through the season. Sabres at the Panthers. Florida minus 190. And, yeah, that would be a system play. We have a team on the road as a dog on the second of a back-to-back. On the second day after pulling an upset as a heavy dog, which they did. They beat the Lightning in Tampa. So now they have to, you know, go to Sunrise and play against the Panthers. And they're dogs again. And they are dogs again. Florida minus 190 uh, against the Sabres. So maybe a play against the Sabres. Although it didn't work out the other night. Uh, Canadians are at the Flyers. Philadelphia, minus 155. Wild at the Maple Leafs. This will be another system play. Wild, second game of a back-to-back. On the road, they are an underdog. Toronto, minus 205. Kings at the Islanders, same thing. Kings on the road, second of a back-to-back. They are a dog. Uh, Islanders, minus 125. Avalanche at the Jets, and that's
1: minus 110
0: both ways.
1: UFC Vegas 70. They number these things like an insane way now. Uh, tomorrow night here in Las Vegas, the headlining fight Ryan Span and Nikita Krilov, a 205 pound matchup between a couple ranked guys. This is a big fight, and we were fortunate enough to get some time with Ryan Span, the headliner of this card. I'll give you a uh, I'll give you a play on the card. I'll give a best bet on the card uh, after this interview. But we did get a chance to talk to Ryan, and uh, he gave generous enough to give us some of his time during fight week. Uh, so I talked to him yesterday. Here's what he had to say last night. Ryan, how are you, bud?
2: You ain't got to worry about the number of the events, man. Is is UFC span Show. The UFC span Show. I'll take it.
1: Super Span. Let's let's talk about this, Ryan. Your last fight. This was it. They put you in there with Dominic Reyes. This is a fight that
2: was clearly like. Hold on, let me let me stop you right there, brother. Let me stop you right there, cause we boys. I mean, let me okay, keep, you don't mind. They didn't. They they, they they didn't. They didn't put me with him. They put him in there with me. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 well, by the end of the fight, that's certainly
1: how it appeared. <laughs> uh, it and it felt like at the time they were looking for they they were looking for someone to get him back on track. He'd lost three fights in a row. They're like, man, we got to get this guy's name. And I think they, they felt like you were going to be a guy that he could beat. You quickly squashed that, and it was a dominant showing, a minute and 20 second, clean, clean knockout. To me, considering that guy had just fought Yuri Prohaska, that should have put you in line for like a top five fight. What was discussion like after that fight for you on who your next opponent was going
2: to be? Well, immediately we was offered, well not immediately, but not long after we was offered this fight. But then when that uh, the title situation started to happen and whatever, whatever, I was going to be the fourth guy to come in and fight Jan Blahovic while Jan uh, Glover was supposed was going to fight Magomed and. Uh-huh. They will fight for the then in Room Belt. And then I was fighting for number one. And then I will fight them after that. The winner of that. But when Glover didn't take anything, uh, I think they he they eventually offered all of us to Glover. He didn't take it. He ended up getting his fight in Brazil. So it worked out for him, but I, I know I'm in a mix. Well, this fight against
1: Nikita Krilov, if if you win this fight. When, what if they? What have they told? When you win this fight, what have they told you about where it puts you in the pecking order? Because right now you're you're ranked eighth. Krilov's ranked sixth. What would this do for you? Like, does it does it switch spots with you? Does it push you right up right up against the top five? Where's it put you in your opinion?
2: Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I know where I want to be, um, but you know, I, I'm just appreciative of, of the moment, and I see what they. I see that they see something in me, and I appreciate that. So. Uh, Preferably, I want the belt. You know, when you think back to your your first time
1: on the Contender Series and how rare it is for someone to lose on that show and then yeah, get a bro, second what? shot.
2: Yeah, okay, all right. And, and,
1: then, and then you come back and obviously win in, in very quick and impressive fashion. Like, did you know then that the UFC saw something in you, like to bring you back a second
2: time that they knew you were supposed to be there? Um, I honestly didn't know that they, I knew, I knew Mick has been trying to get me for a while. Uh I was supposed to have my first pro fight against Charlie Ontiveros in Legacy. So, um, uh, I know, I know he's seen it. Um, it, it really didn't cross my mind too much about what they see now. I know we had a plan going into that and the plan was to be 13 to five to go in the UFC and that's what we did. That's why I got nope. 13 tattooed on my on my own.
1: that was That was known all along that was the number yeah talk about the the decision to move to Fortis and what it's done for your game like I I you know I talked to Alex Morano about this I've talked to a lot of guys about this and everybody says yeah it, it completely changed what everything that I was doing can you kind of let me know what that means. Like, what does it mean? It changed everything. Like what, what is, what's this magical potion that they're They're serving up there in DFW. That's making everybody a monster.
2: Uh, well, basically it's the fact that either you're going to sink or swim when you get on those mats and everybody that stays, we know how to swim. So learn to be a lion with a lion, not a lion with sheep.
1: When I met you, you were a, a, a slim, tall, <laughs> lanky dude you have turned yourself physically you've transformed physically now mind you when i met you you're very young i don't know exactly how old you were i know you were very young yeah i don't even think did you have your kids yet i had one kid yeah so, I, had one, I had one kid at the time so the, i mean it was May first right uh i want to say yeah yep Are, you want you don't know uh well this, no the 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 second kid's birthday is may 1st yeah
2: okay so that's that's i think we may have I remember that because I remember we had we both had a kid on the same day. Okay. Um, I mean that's that's wild to think about.
1: Like, yeah. I, so we, what were you weighing when you started fighting? Were you like one eighty five, one seventy? What were you doing?
2: Um, when I originally, basically coming out of high school to try to start fighting, I was probably walking around at like one eighty eight. Okay. We had somebody, Matt Bowden, who was. 185. And he was the homie. So I was like, all right, I'll just go down to the next weight class. Because in my mind, I felt like the smaller you are, the more of an advantage. And it it was a bad mindset that was ingrained, from, ingrained in me uh, when I first started. And it kind of took me a long time to get out of it. But I felt like the smaller you, you were, I thought that's that's how I had to be successful, because that's what I was told. I was told, I got to get as small as I can get, and I can be successful. Cut as much weight as possible, that's how right. people seem so to think. I was going to fight at 170, and that's that's why my last few, I fought at 175, 170. My last amateur fight was at 170. Then I ended up, I knew, my brother told me after that fight, he was like, you'll never fight at 170 again, so... And uh, now
1: you're, you're you're fighting at two oh five, and honestly, you're a gigantic two oh five. Like it is is I mean, obviously, you, your body's changed a lot over the last ten years. But it, I mean, are we? Is this something that eventually you're going to be a, a heavyweight? Is that the long term plan, or is it, it just?
2: No, I, like might, I might go back. I might go back to middleweight. Uh, I can probably still make what to weight if I want. But you know, no I, way, you're, you're out of your mind. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, we got some. Look, you just don't know how. To, oh man, look, we've been taking this. The weight is good. The weight is on point. Heck, I'm I'm smaller than people think I am. I'm not as big as y'all say.
1: Uh, I, as someone who's been on the mat with you, I know you're lying. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's all right. I mean, if you want to portray that to the audience, that's fine as well. <laughs> Let, we to like
2: that, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's talk about the guy that they're putting in there with you, uh, to put it the right way, Nikita Krylov. What, what do you see in his game uh,
2: that's exploitable? I don't watch it. It don't, it don't matter. I don't, I don't care what he's going to try to do. I don't care what his plan is. I just My goal is for it not to work.
1: You know, something that's impressed me about you is, it, it, I guess it's that. It's that your plan remains the same no matter what. And this is now five fights in a row. Where we've seen you for less than four minutes. I mean, is it basically like you're gonna go in there and you're gonna do what you wanna do? And if if it works, awesome. The fight's gonna end early. If it doesn't work, you, you kind of accept that as the the terms of the way you fight that you that you throw yourself into this offensive
2: mode. Look, or- I can fight for 25 minutes or 25 seconds. I'm good now. You know, before it was I gotta get you out you know, before it catches up to me, but now I'm good. And yeah, I'm going to go do what I want. Um, I always have that intention because I know how good I am, whether people choose to acknowledge it or not. Um, I know who I am and it took me a while to remember who I was and that that's what's going on now. I know who I am and I know what I can do and I, I can do it. So like you said, at 13 and
1: five, you expected to be in the UFC, are we getting to the point where you expect yourself to be challenging for a championship in a couple fights? Like, are, is that the next goal? Do you feel like that's an attainable goal for you at this point?
2: You know what? Since since you're my homie, right? I'm going to send you a message, and I'm a, I'm a, it's going to be a picture, right? Let me see. And it, it basically per, perfectly lays out what my goals are. Let me see.
1: Oh, oh boy, you got a whole whiteboard of everything going here. <laughs> Consistency is key. Win the moment. Practice mental. Uh, Let's see. Where's the uh, get
2: green? Look at the green at the top, right under consistency. Oh,
1: here we go. Uh, We'll start with this. Uh, More family time. Finish Mm -hmm. Nikita. Mm -hmm. Uh, UFC champion twenty twenty three. Get a bigger house Mm -hmm. and drink. Is that? Does that say drink more water? Yeah, drink more water. (laughs) That's a good call. Good call always. So you think? Take the last one. That's important. Uh, first to the scale. There you go. So you believe this year is the year you become a UFC champion. Indubitably. Well, listen, man. I'm excited for this fight. I, I'm excited that you're getting an opportunity to to be a main eventer again. I, I mean, I I think that you you have really proven yourself at this level, uh, and it feels like now you're you're actually being treated like a contender instead of food for contenders is what it felt like they were trying to do to you early. Like you said, now it feels like these guys are being put in there with you, and not vice versa. I'm excited it's always been that way. It's always been that
2: way. I just, they just didn't know it yet. Yeah. Well, and and honestly, it's not that they didn't know it. I didn't necessarily believe it. Like I, I know I didn't put the work in. Like I knew I wasn't doing the work that I should. I just felt like my athleticism would be enough. When did and, that change your mindset? Um, around a few years ago, like uh, probably the first main event kind of helped. I kind of brought my nutritionist in for the first time there. Um then after that it's been snowballing and just adding, add and adding, add and adding, adding, adding. So yeah, we're we're getting good. We're getting good. Do you think that, that 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 fight against Anthony
1: Smith, had you like had you won that fight, do you think maybe your mindset wouldn't have changed? Maybe you would have just kept thinking, oh I, I'm I'm just good enough to do this just the way I am?
2: Honestly, if I'm going to be real, yeah, probably, because that's pretty much was the status quo for my career. Is I just felt like ah, what I'm doing is working, so why do anything more? And look, I, I you see on there it's like more family time. That's because I've been training more, so I've been having to try to find more time in there, you know, because before I was always with my family because I didn't necessarily train no more than I needed to. It was more trying to lose weight, you know, doing everything I can to lose weight.
1: Yeah, and now you've you've got the you've got the system down. Well, listen, thank you for the time. I know it's busy. It's fight week. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in there. Uh, by the way, you're an underdog. I don't know if that gives you any kind of motivation, but Vegas, where you're out here with us, it's Vegas seems to believe that you're not going to win this fight. Uh, I, I take it you're looking forward to proving a lot of people wrong or,
2: or making your friends some money. Uh, no. I mean, realistically, I I honestly don't care. The way I see it is. It's cool. I can be underdog. I'm, I'm used to being it. People tend to automatically think I'll lose when my name pops up. I'm just, that's fine. <laughs> like, that's fine. I don't get any money out of it. So my friends make money. That's, that's for them. That's good. Well, and also, yeah, listen. Bit, they need to hit me up and drop something to the cash app.
1: That seems like the right thing to do. I will say this. If your goal sheet uh, is correct, you to win You to win inside the distance to actually go in there and and, and take care of business, you that look may at the be the
2: party to tell you what I'm gonna do.
1: That well, that's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna look at your uh, look at your whiteboard and that it, I'm gonna believe you follow your goals. Five. I think it's written in red. Yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan Span headlining uh UFC fight night 220 this weekend. Ryan, appreciate the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you're swamped and uh and and thanks for giving us a few minutes. We'll talk to you uh maybe before the next fight.
2: All right, bro.
0: I don't know about you, but I'm betting this dude. <laughs> well, know, I yeah. listened to him for like 10 minutes
1: and I'm like, yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna bet on him. Listen, one of the things that he said in that interview that really stuck with me is the last fight that he had, where where he basically destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I think, it was a 20 second fight. Dominic wow. Reyes, Dominic Reyes, a guy who fought for a title against John Jones. He said, "That's the first time I really trained for a fight, like really trained <laughs> fully for a fight." He's like, I. The fact that he's always been good enough to just get up off the couch and fight. Like he's he said before, I fight and then I retire until I fight again because he gains a bunch of weight. Like he just does, he's never taken this seriously. And now he's looking at it like a job. And I didn't go through everything that was on that whiteboard picture that he sent me, but mm-hmm. this dude's got a lot of goals. And it all starts with what's happening tomorrow night. So uh, I don't disagree with you. Uh, plus 145, you can get him. Okay. Ryan Spann, he is the dog. I'm. My thought is this. I'm going to go under one and a half rounds, minus 155. Both these guys are finishers. Both these guys are all offense, no defense. Ryan Spann, his last five fights, not one of them has been out of the first round.
0: 16 of his 21 wins have all come in the first round. Yeah. And
1: often when he loses, it's in the first round. Four of his seven losses. So, in my opinion, this this doesn't go long. Uh, Krilov is a former heavyweight. Uh, I told you, Ryan, I mean, I talked about during the interview, Ryan Spann carries a lot of weight, a lot mm-hmm. of muscle weight. He knows he's not built for a long fight. He's not looking for a long fight. Both these guys are going to go in. They're going to try to get the job done quick. So, my best bet will be minus 155 under one and a half rounds here. Will you have a full... Card up on free card is up already at pregame.com. What do you mean? Will I, it's already, it's already up at pregame.com. All right. If you haven't bought that
0: yet, you can take 20% off. Uh, let's use the promo code ice 20. That Ryan Span trying to ice Nikita Kroos. Well, I was going to say these these guys are going to need some ice after <laughs> beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> so, Ice 20 gets you 20% off. Uh, you can get AJ's UFC package, McKenzie's NBA. I got some hockey stuff. You can take 20% off of a season-long package as well. A season-long package is, is the best way to stay on top of every pick or a weekend all-access. You get every pick from any one of your favorite pregame pros. So head to pregame.com. If you're not a member already, you should sign up because you get a free $25 just for signing up. And then take advantage of the coupons we give out every single show. 20% off if you use the promo code ICE20, I-C-E, 20 at pregame.com. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Have a great weekend. We are straight out of Vegas, A.M.